Park Hill Podcast, Episode 1, Introduction Like a piece of man-made geology commanding the skyline of Sheffield, Park Hill is unlike any other building. When Park Hill opened in 1961, it was an exotic taste of the continent which must have felt very alien in a city shaped by Victorian industry. More than a thousand Sheffielders of all ages moved in and called Park Hill home. Many books, essays and TV shows have been produced which focus on the social legacy and history of Park Hill, but the focus of this series is on the language of design and order coded into the concrete. Beyond the boundaries of modernism and brutalism, it's a building which responds uniquely to its site and is the remarkably uncompromised vision of its designers. Over a series of five podcasts, I'd like to talk through the why and how of the defining features of Park Hill, sharing some of the secrets we have uncovered whilst researching and restoring this unique site. Welcome to the Park Hill Podcast. My name is Matt Borland, and over the past five years as project architect on the redevelopment of Phase 3, I've had privileged access to this iconic modern building. During our restoration and reimagination, we carefully stripped back the dirt and damage to reveal the unique design language found in the building. This is what I'd like to share with you over the series of podcasts. Before we delve into the design detail, Here's some background information on the people behind the original building. Jacqueline and Ivor Smith were the young project architects brought in by head of department Lewis Womersley in the early 1950s. They led a team of architects and draftsmen at the Sheffield Corporation to solve the conundrum of the steeply sloping site of cobbled back-to-back houses behind Sheffield Station. The design period spanned 1955 through to project completion in 1961 and included a group road trip to the continent to visit other famous housing schemes, notably including the Unité d'Habitation by Le Corbusier. The other key player in the team was the Danish structural engineer Ove Arup, the pre-eminent designer of concrete frames in the UK at that time. It's interesting to consider that Park Hill was on the drawing board at Ove Arup's Bedford Square office when the Sydney Opera House project landed. Ronald Jenkins was the engineer assigned to the project, bringing the geometry and logic to the concrete frame. It is interesting to think that the same minds which tamed the concrete shells in Sydney Harbour were at work bringing order to the hillside in Sheffield. The last person in the team to talk about is the abstract artist John Forrester. His role in the project isn't entirely clear and will be a fascinating subject for further research. The extent to which his ideas infused the scheme is difficult to know, but he was brought on board as a consulting artist to advise on form and colour and the sculptural relationship between materials. We do know that John designed the playground equipment on the site, the coloured panels on the lift towers and likely the coloured mosaics found around the estate. He is also thought to have advised on the colours of the bricks and the way they define the layers of the building. Park Hill was realised by a team at the top of their game, influenced by the best of European design, open to radical new ways of thinking about buildings, and given a free hand to make these thoughts concrete. In the next episode, we could begin by talking about the hillside site and how it influenced the unique shape of the building.